Hello and welcome to I Got That One, a university challenge appreciation podcast presented by me, Tom, and me, Ivan. Hello, hello, hello. I come bringing fortuitous news. What is your fortuitous news? Paxman has finally been able to accurately and succinctly give us the rules for the quarterfinals. Has he? Yes. Okay. He said the first of the two wins we require to progress oh, to the semifinals. Maybe we've semifinals. just been hearing it for so long that uh, it's become second nature to us. Well, no, this is the first time where he's not had to say some serpentine <laughs> thing or get caught up in what he's trying to say and look yeah. like he's confusing himself part way through. <laughs> From now on, this is how you meant to say it. Yes. First of two wins you need. Yes. Well, now that all the teams have played, um, it doesn't matter anymore. I think he'll be saying something entirely else next week, so we have to get ready for that. Yes, and now he's going to spend the next four <laughs> rounds trying to get something right, and then the last two <laughs> that he needs to do, probably, he's going to get it wrong again. So I just have to all make part my peace of the with fun. It. It's all part of the fun. Yes, it's all from a loving standpoint. <laughs> of course. Anyway, um, this is one hell of a cold open. Mm-hmm. Hello. So, uh, welcome. It is the last of the initial four rounds yes. we need for this quarterfinals yes. before we see all the teams again. Mm-hmm. And we knew this was going to be an interesting one because we have Imperial and Warwick. Yeah. Now, Imperial, like Maxim was saying, lost their first round against Strathclyde, but mm-hmm. then have gone from strength to strength in the best losers and in the second round. Yeah. Warwick, on the other hand, have been nothing had, but dominant. Had decisive victory all the way through. Yes, and whilst they're not without their faults, they are the ones who didn't get any of the BAFTA Rising Star award winners, and they still... I don't think they are super strong on some of the cultural aspects Mm -hmm. of the questions, Mm -hmm. but... As we'll see in this episode, it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. When you have just a sheer volume of questions to answer, it doesn't matter if you have any weaknesses. Yeah. Because eventually you get the ones that you're good at. Yep. <laughs> and there's many things that you're good at. So Yeah. So um, we're not going to recap the teams. You've met them before. You know what they're about. Yeah. One thing I will say is that, well, obviously, um, you know, Imperial, they are mainly maths and physics Students. Because of the nature of Imperial. Yeah. And then at Warwick, you have, uh, well, uh, Rout and Braid doing maths and physics, but yeah. at a PhD level. Indeed. Right? And then you had uh, Pollard and Burrell, who are actually doing humanities. So what I thought, what struck me first was that not only do Warwick have uh, people at a more advanced stage of study for the same subjects as compared to Imperial, but True. also a broader range of, yeah, studies and discipline as compared to Imperial. So that was just a comparison that struck me at the beginning. That's fair. Although we have talked about before where domain knowledge doesn't necessarily translate into a good knowledge of everything to do with the field. Of course, yeah. But it's definitely worth mentioning. And I have to say, it was a very strong start for both teams. They both got a correct buzz in and completed the bonus sets. Mm -hmm. And then for a while, it looks like Imperial... Uh, you know, maybe they're going to get the better of them. They yeah. lead for a bit. They get a good set of questions that uh, they can answer. But then Warwick just starts chipping away. And then the 15 minute mark is the last time that there's any kind of closeness in uh, score. Yeah, so Warwick actually around that time got a very commanding lead and yeah. stayed with that lead to, through to the end. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the questions that uh, struck us and also the ones that we thought they did very well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, um, like you said, Imperial definitely had a very, very strong start. I think Raman is especially Sean 
with uh, starters and conferring and joining in on a lot of the bonuses. For sure. Uh, Wong as well uh, had good knowledge of geography. Yeah, I, I noticed thought. that too. Yeah, and then, you know, of course, great classical music knowledge from Kohn in particular. Oh yeah, Kohn, Kohn and Raman, I would say. I think they were really enjoying that classical music For sure. Uh, and bonus. The way and they lit up when they recognized at the same time. Yeah. But also, I think it sh- we should be fair and say that Maro also was contributing in yeah, the classical music course. side as well. Yeah. But obviously, those two, this is their field. This yeah, is the stuff they were really they enjoying it as well. And I have to say, impressively fast starter by Kohn on concertos played by trumpet or played on trumpet rather. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, he, he has mentioned to us that um, he does like his classical music. Yeah, yes. That and was it very shows. impressive. But having heard that mm. on the Warwick side of things, yeah. one question which really just proved that mm. Warwick are really, really good, mm-hmm. especially Routes, is when they had questions about the Tripitaka. Oh, yeah. Where that was pretty much all just Routes deducting from knowledge already had yeah. to come to the most sensible answer. Mm-hmm. That was a question on Eastern religions and writings. Yeah. yeah. Basically saying uh, Tripitaka is for which religion? Oh, I think that's Buddhism. Buddhism. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what is an alter- alternative title for this? The main character was a monkey, so fair to say monkey. And it was. Yeah, I was very impressed with it. Yeah, and then, you know, the most impressive one was when this monk went to India in during which dynasty is like oh Tang is like wow yeah yeah. That's one hell of a deduction to make. Exactly. Because you need to know when Buddhism came into China. When the Tang Dynasty was. Exactly, that's... Yeah. When there might have been interest from, you know, cultures from, from outside of China as well. Precisely. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Extremely, extremely impressive. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only one. There were plenty of others where we just saw... Honestly, I think there's a reason why... We predicted that Warwick mm. is probably going to go into the to finals. The finals, exactly. Because honestly, this team, more than any other, it's it doesn't matter if. Okay, I think sometimes the stuff to do with certain cultural aspects, yeah. uh, certain literature or poetry. Mm, sometimes, not, yeah, they're a bit hit and miss. Mm. Of course, they're now extremely difficult niche questions, but mm. still, yeah, you know, this is something you can prepare for if you have an idea of the kind of questions asked in the past. Yeah, I think Braid in particular also struck me with just being on very good form and having mm-hmm. a good range of both science and humanities knowledge. I think yeah. he came in with a few starters on humanities questions, but also on maths or science questions yeah. very, very quickly. The only thing I think holding Braid back is he such a nervous individual. He seems, he comes across as very nervous, which is why I think Raut is a very good captain for this team because yeah. when the rest of the members are maybe uncertain, Raut is very decisive, very mm-hmm. fast. He looks to all of them. He sees that maybe they're not too sure. He goes with something. He tries to ask them a few kind of prompting questions. If they have something, he goes with that. If not, he doesn't. So he trusts the team at the same time, but then he's very quick to know when well, maybe they don't have anything and then he just goes with something. So I think he's um, the perfect captain for this team. Oh, no, he's assertive. And in yeah. fact, I would say that this this match, more than anything else, is just proof of two very strong captains. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I would say Nidhi Ancon was showing equivalent levels of decisiveness and mm. cooperation. And we've already seen that with Kohn, especially in yeah. the, the one of the earlier rounds. That they oh, in the first round when I think it was thanks to him cajoling the team to get, exactly. get on with it that they were able to get to the best growing losers. Yeah. Yeah. And here it showed, unfortunately, it was a little too little too late. Yeah. But, you know, especially near the end, when it came to the Norway questions, like, give me an answer, I'm going to pass. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. It was like, now, whilst it's nice to get the correct answer, it's more important to get to a question which you are more likely to know the answer. Yeah. And just to get many more questions to begin with, because then it increases your chances of getting something correct rather yeah. than f- dwelling on one question. Precisely. And, you know, that team will know better than anyone that every second counts when you're trying yeah, to close the gap. Of course. Another 
another one which I felt like showed a good sense of deduction, mm-hmm. unfortunately they didn't do as well work, was uh, the questions on uh, heraldry. Okay. Because that one is where you need to know certain heraldric terms, mm. which is tough because some of it is yeah. Latin-based, some of it seems to be entirely arbitrary. Yeah, yeah. And you need to know just basic elements of what makes, you know, vexology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was fun to listen to, even if I could not answer a single one of those questions. Yeah, I think that, that, that thing completely just went over my head. Oof. Yeah, and a lot of it they had to do based on, you know, tertiary knowledge. So, you know, what are common colours which are kind of metallic? Yeah, uh, correct. Gone and silver, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And the one about flag design in 94. Okay, so which country gained independence in 94 mm. that would have designed a flag? Mm. And I made a good guess. It's a lot of, uh, kind of, yeah, a adjacent areas of knowledge to draw from. Yeah, something similar for me on the Imperial side was their question on tri-points of maps. That's true. That's yeah, I think where... it was a very similar level of deduction. Mm-hmm. They didn't really get all of the questions right, but I think they made a very good attempt also. Yeah, the ones that they got wrong. I mean, for the one in Central Asia, it's always <laughs> difficult to remember which stan is the one closest to Iran. <laughs> There's so many of them, yeah. And I personally thought it was Uzbekistan, yeah. because I know historically Uzbek was involved in the Persian Empire, blah, blah, oh, okay. blah. But also, there are lots of Uzbeks in Turkmenistan. It's yeah. all very mixed yeah. in. The the one on Africa especially was interesting because um, Africa is actually a lot larger than we see on maps. So I didn't really realize that Algeria extended that far down south. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Here's a fun bit of uh, knowledge for you. Algeria is the largest African country by landmass. Oh, I didn't know that because they have so much Sahara, which ah, okay, so it's all part of the country too. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I guess there's a thing of where someone could claim it, but mm. why would you want to? There's but I think it's just also like what I was saying right I think in for a lot of Africa the way it's depicted is actually a bit out of proportion it's a bit smaller than what it really is so we don't really fully grasp just the scale of African countries of course so for a question like this on tri points I think that's um, I think that requires a certain level of knowledge and skill and to be honest even if you don't get it correct if you get close enough which is where they did yeah I think that's already very impressive that's uh-huh. far more impressive than what most people will be able to achieve especially with that part of Africa yeah I mean if you're lucky most people will kind of remember that that's Morocco over there mm. then you know Tunisia's over there mm. this middle part <laughs> because you know we don't like talking about our colonial pasts mm. and this is kind of also massive desert also that too yeah mm-hmm. you need to know your Sahel to know uh, yeah, where uh, country lines start again yeah so other questions uh one which I thought was fun was questions on fog. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, that's another one where, again, Warwick are just <laughs> really strong with their deductive reasoning. Yeah, yeah. And that was one where the last question where the answer was wild. That was mm-hmm. purely brain thinking, okay, who wrote mm. stuff who was active in 1891? And who might have written in that particular style with that type of irreverence? Especially a sartorial piece. Of yeah. It has to that be... That was great. That was great. It's either going to be wild or Byron. Yeah. So it's going to be when was it written as when you're mm. almost like going to get that answer. Exactly. So that was really fun to see. I agree. In terms of teams answering questions, mm-hmm. uh, there were three drop points overall. Yes, a couple on the mm. Imperial side and one on Warwick. Yes. And this time it was both Marrow and Wong, Wong who yeah. dropped points. And it was more that they buzzed in too early. Yeah. yeah. Which... Well, it was I, a good attempt though. I think they clearly trying to take more risk and, and trying to catch up on a lost lead. No, it definitely shows that their confidence is increasing yeah, yeah, yeah. for all members of the Imperial side, which mm. I think is very good because they're a very young team yeah. and I think that it is extremely nerve-wracking to get on TV. Yeah, especially up, to, up against Warwick, I think. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you've if you seen them playing the past, you're like, ooh, we're going to have to bring our A game for this <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, route in particular. 
Yeah, indeed. Yeah. But I'm very glad to see that all of Imperial buzzed in and buzzed in correctly yeah, at actually, least at some point. Every single person on this matchup buzzed in on a starter, which is the first time we've seen it since episode six, apparently. Really? Yeah. That is very impressive. And mm-hmm. that makes me very happy because I know that there have been some people being very disparaging about the Imperial team saying, mm. oh, it's Cohen carrying them. No. This is Not proof all, that yeah. they are good as well. Of so course, yeah. you just need to have patience sometimes mm-hmm. and give people the opportunity to get to the point where they're comfortable enough to get involved. Yeah. And I was so happy for Mara when she got that correct buzz in for exactly. Tipperary. I think this is a good time to bring in some stats. Indeed, this is the perfect time to <laughs> seamlessly segue into Stats Corner without calling out that we're going to Stats Corner. Yes, yeah, so that thing I said just now about the first time everyone has buzzed in since episode six, mm-hmm. that's been cur- courtesy of UC Stats. Of course. Yeah. Honestly, we need to get this person on our show <laughs> at some point. Yeah, if you're listening. So, um, some very interesting stats from this round. So, apparently, Warwick got as many correct answers as Imperial got questions. Which is an astounding stat to hear. Mm, So Warwick got 30 correct answers out of a total of 46 um, questions asked. Imperial got 19 correct answers out of a total of 31 questions asked. If you look at the distribution, that's fairly strong for Mm. a quarterfinal match. Still, yeah, of course. And you hear that and you go, oh, wow. Mm. And that's not to show that Imperial are bad. They got a very respectable score for considering where they were in the competition. It just shows how dominant Warwick were when it came to answering questions. Yeah, exactly. Because for starter questions, Warwick got 11 uh, and Imperial got 7. So not too far behind. Uh, But when it came to bonus questions, uh, obviously Warwick got that many more. But when it comes to the proportion of uh, bonus questions answered correctly... Uh, both teams are an even pegging. Really? What's yeah, the... around 57% each. Okay, that's... So slightly more than half of all the bonus questions that they were asked. Um, they Yeah, they got about equal proportion of them correct. It's just that Warwick got many more questions. Yeah, that's and all. that was actually the thing that I noticed with Warwick when they're answering the bonus questions. It, was, mm. it felt very all or nothing. Yeah. Either they got almost all of the bonus questions wrong mm. or got all of them right. Yeah, yeah. It was very much <laughs> a sense of either we know entirely what we're talking about or we have no clue. Yeah. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully they're not going to get punished for that uh, down the line. Yeah. So I think whatever strategy they have, which is just keep on buzzing until you get it right. If it works for them, it works for them. Mm-hmm. So do we know who's playing next? Actually, I think we do. Yeah. It's been listed on the Wikipedia as Maudlin versus Warwick. Ah. Now that will be an interesting one because I feel like Warwick are going to bring the same high pressure play that they always have but we know and have seen Morden especially Lawson react very well under pressure in this in this case pressure in the form of rout yeah so (laughs) I feel like this is gonna be very much a rock me to heart place kind of situation and or immovable object on support force kind of situation Mm, so mm. I'm really looking forward to that matchup next week I cannot wait is there anything else we want to talk about when it comes to these two teams and where we see them going? Mm, I think we've covered it enough. I stand by my prediction that Warwick is going to go to the finals. I think so too. Um, and I think that Imperial, it really depends on who they're going to face next. Yeah. If it's someone like Kings that they're playing next, then I think they might have slightly stronger of a chance yeah. because I feel like they're slightly better against someone who has that kind of team composition. Mm. Whereas if it's against someone like Birkbeck, mm. I don't fancy Imperial's chances, chances, unfortunately. I don't know. We'll have to see about that. Because Birkbeck was... Um, they, they lost in their 
previous round, didn't they? That's true. That's yeah, true. From uh, they lost against Modlin, in fact. Yeah, but they did get a higher score uh, when they lost 140. Yeah, so our expectations are being subverted. So which is what we said. I mean, yeah. we made predictions out of sheer fun, and mm. so far the only one we can really stand behind is Warwick, and to a certain I... extent, uh, Baliol as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Other than that, it's really been a kind of ooh, we don't know, really. Mm-mm. So, so exciting signs coming up. Yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, so now now we come to the really important question. Oh, yes. The reason why you all listen to us. Who was best dressed? I would have to go with Korn. Really? Mm, he had a very nice shirt. Which so. apparently is his father's, which <laughs> I think is very sweet. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I personally think that this time Marrow slightly edged him ah, out. okay. Good point. It was a very similar sense of dress, but mm. I think it was, you know, nice to see someone kind of be going at his game a little bit. <laughs> That's true. So personally, I think that uh, the last marrow of the competition. Yeah, especially I think with corn, we've seen a lot of very bright pa- flower pattern shirts in the past. So this was a slightly muted. A little bit more that. muted, yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think yeah, the design was very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And especially since she was a bit more dressed down the last um, round. Yeah. So I think it was kind of like lulling us a bit into false security <laughs> and then going, no, I could dress as well as my sister. <laughs> kind of uh, sense. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, but then I would say that one other thing we should talk about in terms of fashion is um, I'm glad that Route has finally changed his look slightly from last Has time. Has he? I haven't noticed. Yeah, he's wearing a hoodie instead of a knitwear. Oh, right, of course. But um, I can't tell which is necessarily better. Hoodies are nice, knitwear is nice also. I suppose, but I kind of. I'm looking for a little bit more. Possessed. Yes. Mm. So honestly, I will retract every uh, comment I've made. Yeah. If uh, next time we see uh, Routon Co play, they're all in full drag. So next time they all show up looking like David Bowie. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly what we're saying. Mm-hmm. All dressed up like those new armor sets for the upcoming Destiny 2 season. Mm. Yes, I'm being that nerdy. Look it up. Imagine if the if the whole Warwick team showed up for the finale dress like that. That would be so intimidating. It would be so. I, I think dressing sense can create that sense of intimidation, wouldn't it? Absolutely. I mean, that That'd would be, be a great strategy. One hell Mind of a power play. move. Yeah. Especially in the green room before you go up recording, <laughs> and they're acting like nothing is different. <laughs> They're just dressed <laughs> like that, but acting totally normal. You're dressed in armor and things like that. Psychological warfare, and Ooh. I'm here for Ooh, it. Oh, here for it. Okay. So well, on that very weird note... I think we note, have <laughs> exhausted our list of useful things to talk about this episode. Oh, I think we exhausted that list a long time ago. <laughs> okay. But anyway, thank you very much for listening once again. Yeah. Join us again next week where we see Warwick once again, hopefully in drag or in fancy <laughs> armor. We'll, let, we'll just have to wait and see. Our, our fantasies get the best of us sometimes. I know, exactly. But yeah. Until then, uh, thank you very much. It's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.